What's going on, everybody? It's your main man, Joe Fleetwood, the hustler, and welcome to the Joe Fleetwood podcast. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to all the fans out there, those of you who tuned in to the podcast last week when I had Rico Strong on. Man, I greatly appreciate you guys doing it, as that was my uh, first episode for uh, the current podcast. Now, today's topic, what I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about child support and the reason being is that uh, the child support system itself, when it comes to family court, it is actually destroying uh, families. And the child support system is not what you think it is. Um, I will say this uh, because I know it's going to, this is a touchy topic, and I know it's going to uh, touch some nerves out there for anyone who is listening or either watching this podcast. <clears throat> but I want to say this, I completely understand uh why child support is there and people feel the way they do about it. But I want to touch on the root of the problem uh, in society itself, because when you understand this, and this doesn't matter whether you're male or female, the responsibility that we have is to the child. Um, The child is not a tool to be weaponized against the non-custodial parent. And I say that because that parent could be male or female. Um, The child is a human being that needs the support of both parents. Whether they're still together or not makes no difference. That child is still going to need the support of both parents. We we both have a role to play in that child's life. Now, with that being said, let's talk about the actual decision to have a child. You need to, to, to pay attention to the mental state uh, of the individual that you are having a child with. When you do it right, a child is extremely expensive. And I'm talking about doing it without any assistance. Understand that uh, when you choose to have a child, there may be the possibility that you are raising that child alone and you have to ask yourself, are you in a financial space to do so without the other parent being available? And that's whether you're male or female. Uh, That's something that I think we need to do a real good job of focusing on in these relationships. We start talking about having children, even before you even go into having sex. That's something that needs to be talked about. Hey, if I get you pregnant, you know what I mean? What's this relationship going to look like? Or if you're female, if I get pregnant, what is this going to look like? Because you're already doing the do. So if you're doing the do, there are several consequences that can come from that. But one of the outcomes, most likely, if it's unprotected, is somebody's going to end up pregnant. So that's just the breakdown. But here's something that I want to discuss. And this may uh, pertain more to the fellas because nine times out of ten is usually the fellas that go on child support. You know what I mean? So that just, that's just what it is. So I want to I wanna read to you a definition called prima facie. And the reason this is uh, important that you know what this is, is so that you can understand what happens to you when a child support claim is filed. Uh, But this also refers to anything in law in general, because while the perception is you are innocent until proven guilty, the truth of the matter is, is that you are guilty until you can prove you're innocent. And prima facie defines that. So I'll read it to you based on the first impression accepted as correct until proven otherwise. Now, as I stated, if someone says, hey, this is the child's father, 
What that means is based off the evidence or the account that was given first, that account is perceived to be the truth. And you have to provide facts stating that you are not, which is how so many fathers end up on child support and not even knowing that, uh, you know, they had an order out there. Uh, in a lot of cases, the, uh, the summons is sent to a wrong address or sent to an outdated address. And by the time you find out about it, you know, you're two or three thousand dollars in the hole. Some cases even more. Um, you know, don't take my word for it. Just do your research on, you know, any social media account and you'll see that there's plenty of fathers who found out they were on child support for children that they didn't even know they had. Excuse me. So that's the first thing that, you know what I mean? Let, let's, let's talk about what gets you uh, set up and that's the setup. That's the trap, whether you knew it or not. So now you have to spend money on lawyers uh, in order to fight this because you didn't know, but you also have to pay, you know, child support in the meantime, cause you're going to pay that. You know what I mean? If you don't pay it, you're going to jail because this is a system is designed for everyone to fund it. If you're an American citizen, this system in which we live in, it is designed that you fund this system. And either you're gonna fund it through child support, you're gonna fund it through taxes, or you're gonna fund it through the prison system. Either way, you're going to fund this system. You just have to decide which way you're gonna fund it. And we'll talk about that too. So uh, let's talk about lawyers, right? So what I want to do is I want to read to you uh, right at, what I have right here is the oath that lawyers take when they get ready to uh, become a lawyer. And the first few lines are the ones that are uh, that I think are the ones that are most important. Now, I'm from Georgia, so I'll just read the one from Georgia. It says, I do solemnly swear that I will conduct myself as an attorney or counselor of the Supreme Court of Georgia, truly and honestly, justly and uprightly, and according to the law that I will support the Constitution of the state of Georgia and the Constitution of the United States. So help me God. Now, uh, in layman's turn, basically a lawyer is there to support whatever the state laws are. So doesn't matter what you want, whatever the state laws and guidelines are put in place, they're going to do what's best for the state. So I'm just, you know, putting it all the way out there. So we got prima facie, which allows someone to file a claim. If they're the first one to do it, the courts perceive that it's true and just, and they accept it. Then we have the lawyers who you're going to need in order to fight this, uh, whose main objective is while it appears, and to some extent they do help you, but they will support the state more based off of how they advise you. And that's just them doing their job under oath. That is what they have to do. I myself had an attorney. Uh, when I went to court uh, for child support, it was, hey, uh, what's your child support look like? Are you up to date? Is there a new modification in? Is a modification needed? That's just one of the things the judge is going to pay attention to, right? And there's nothing we can do about that. That's just the, that's just the business of the game, right? Excuse me. Now, you have to you, you have to protect yourself if you're a non-custodial parent. 
And what I mean by that is it's going to cost you and you have to be prepared for that cost. That's something you need to think about if you find yourself in the position of having a child with someone that you're no longer going to be with. Uh, you need to get your visitation rights. You need to legitimate the child um, because all the legal stipulations will be placed on you as the non-custodial parent and none on her as the custodial parents. And this helps with the checks and balances when it comes to your rights to the child and your visitation to the child. So you need to, you know, get your, uh, your checks and balances in order. All right. So we've talked about prima facie. We've talked about the lawyer. Um, now let's talk about something that, uh, is really big. And I know a lot of people who are on social media who follow, uh, dads moving forward on TikTok. If you haven't heard of that, uh, go ahead and do a search on it. Uh, DMF dads moving forward. And they talk about title 4d. There's a lot of YouTube, uh, um, videos on title 4d. So here's what title 4d does. Basically it reimburses the, uh, the state. I think it's, uh, I want to say for every, basically 66 cent on every dollar that they, um, collect in child support. Now, it's, it's, it's an incentive or grants that they give back to the state for enforcing uh, child support. And then you can also look this up for the state. It will tell you exactly what they use your Title IV D funds for. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because in certain situations, the state will overcharge you. And this is why I had an issue with the case for Tyrese. Uh, Tyrese was just uh, about to pay an astronomical amount of child support. He makes a lot of money, but let's just be real, man. You know, the, you, it's hard to even justify. It's hard to justify a child needing $10,000 a month in child support, let alone what Tyrese is paying. I think that's just ridiculous. Um, and, you know, I may get a lot of flack for that statement, but just as someone who has kids, and has seen what it costs to raise a child, I, I just can't see that. And some people may say, hey, it's the lifestyle that the child has with the father, they should maintain the same lifestyle with the mother. Hey, that we can argue semantics, uh, but facts are facts. And I just can't see needing that much money in order to raise a child. But here's the problem with what happened with Tyrese. The judge looked at a the amount of child support that Tyrese was playing in, paying in California. And the judge said, hey, well, if you're paying that in California, you can pay that here in the state of Georgia. That's not how it works. California has their guidelines. Georgia has their guidelines. And under Georgia guidelines, the child support could have been lower. So um, I haven't done any updates on his case, but that was the original issue that Tyrese had in court when dealing with this judge. Now, why did the judge do that? And why do judges automatically give, um, you know, custody to the mom in this situation. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have many details. Um, but I always ask that question. Why is not custody automatically just 50 50? But you know, that's a, that's another podcast, another story. So what that does is because the judge went with California's rate and not Georgia because California was higher, Georgia is going to get more title D funds from the federal government. And that's what happens. You know, under Title IV D is the Social Security Act, um, the federal government reimburses the states for child support enforcement. 
So in a situation that I was in, and I'm going to read this to you verbatim. And this is, and, and this happened to me. I know I'm not the only dad that did this, but when it comes to child support and it comes to you getting off child support, that final child support payment is either going to be when the child turns 18 or if the child turns 18 prior to graduation, the child support cutoff date is the date of graduation and not their 18th birthday. But that final payment is either prorated to the birthday or is prorated to the graduation date. Now, I went in, my son graduated, and I went in a month prior to of his graduation to the Child Support Enforcement Office in uh, Augusta, Georgia. I said, hey, my son's getting ready to graduate. My last child support payment is prorated up to that date. They said, yes, Mr. Evans, um, your child support will only be up until the date that he graduates. I said, okay, what's the graduation date? They had the graduation date, so they knew that. The guy assured me that I would not pay a penny past graduation date. So I get paid uh, my paycheck for the month of May, and they took the full child support out of it. Uh, and this was on the 1st of May. They took the full child support payment out. My son graduated in May. Uh, so I go down into the office. I open up an investigation on why did I end up paying that much. And this is before I knew anything about Title IV-D, uh, the reimbursement, any of that. So here's what they did. They took a full month out. Basically, they're going to get the full uh, amount in federal grant based off of the amount of child support I paid. So this is what I received in the mail. It says, this case was overpaid by $367.06. The money was sent out in good faith to the custodial parent, and we cannot refund you. Case has been closed, and no other payments will be issued to the custodial parent. Now, what just happened? Basically, rather than getting the short end of the stick and getting less Title IV D funds, they hit me for the entire child support amount, got the Title IV D funds for the entire amount, and then put it to where, oh, we, we paid it to your, your child's mom, and you're going to have to get the difference back from her. Now, we all know how, depending on, you know, how the individual is, how that turns out. Hey, either they'll send you the money back, or, oh, yeah, that's gone, that's already spent. That's how it works. But what they did was they just took advantage of the situation. And I did some research. Uh, every friend of mine that I know of, when it came to that final uh, child support payment, that's how it happened if they paid it through the state. We all received that exact same uh, letter saying, hey, we paid it in uh, good faith to the custodial parent. And... You got to get it back from the custodial parent. Now, who wants to go through that situation? Now, me, I didn't even ask. I just chalked it up to a, it's a loss. It's for the betterment of my son, right? And, you know, you just deal with it. Because if I have to go get a lawyer just to get back $367, it's going to cost me between $2,500 and $5,000 in a retainer fee plus courts. Who's going to do all of that? So basically, that's that that was Georgia's way of milking the Title IV D system, and the the money was was just gone. So I say that um, because I want people to understand, like we feed into a system that is designed to 
give the illusion of of help when really it's it's destroying us. Um, and and that's that's really what's what's going on here. Now I talked about prima facie lawyers, Title Four D. Now let's talk about the effects uh, that this has on our children, right? I want to give you some statistics here. And when I when I read this these t- t- statistics, um, it kind of it they made sense, but they are alarming. And you would think that you know people in who we elect as officials to look after us would come up with some uh, remedy for this. And the, and this I, I'm, I don't like politics at all because I feel that the parties are just the left and right wing of the same dirty bird. You know what I mean? Um, you know, one just gives you a pill that you, that's more easy to swallow than the other one, right? So let's talk about the effects of uh, fatherlessness and the teenage statistics, right? In a home where there is no father and no father present, 63% of all youths commit suicide, 63%. Uh, 70% of all teens' uh, pregnancies come from uh, fatherless households. 71% of chemical or substance abuse comes from fatherless households. 80% of all prison inmates come from fatherless homes. 90% of all homelessness and runaway children come from single mother homes. That's, That's an alarming rate an alarming rate and and to know that these statistics exist and there has been no revamp there's been no uh hard look at the uh family court system is beyond me don't get me wrong i understand that in certain certain cases you have some people who are just deadbeats they're not gonna do shit regardless of what you do to them but once again that's how the system continues to get fed. Um, you know, either you're going to, like I said, you're either going to pay into the system one way or the other. You're going to pay into the system through, through child support. You're going to pay into the system through taxes. Or you're going to pay in, into it from a jail cell. Either way, the system has to get funded. Um, let's look at some more. Uh Let's see, uh, so five children brought up in single mother homes are five times more likely to commit suicide. We, we saw those rights, uh, uh, those statistics, nine times more likely to drop out of house, high school, 10 times more likely to abuse chemicals or substance, 14 times more likely to commit rape, 20 times more likely to end up in prison, and 32 times more likely to run away from home which is is wild to me and and to automatically assume when you go through the court system that you know hey the mother automatically gets uh custodial uh rights and there is no automatic knowing knowing these statistics and they don't automatically Grant 50-50 joint custody is crazy to me. That's not to say child support can't be a tool between the two. 
but I think it's crazy that you would not allow 50-50 custody or 50-50 parenting off the jump is wild to me. Knowing that knowing these statistics, especially for mothers and fathers who want to be a part of the child's life. Because we can go on and talk about the the one-off situations where you know, women weaponize the child or the dad weaponizes the child against the other parent. And I've seen it where the dad has custody and the dad weaponizes the child against the parent, uh, against the mother, because the dad uh, is more financially stable, you know, Um, and I don't think that's right either. You know, one thing I believe in and I have no problem with 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 laying my cards on the table. you know, I have three kids, two from uh, marriage and one I had prior to getting married. And under no circumstances would I ever weaponize, uh, you know, my station uh, with my children against their mothers. It, it just won't happen. You know what I mean? Because regardless if I'm with them or not, I still owe them a, a, a level of uh, protection because they are the mother of my children. Am I finna jump in front of a bullet for them? Eh, that's, a, that's another uh, question to be talked about. But, you know, I do owe them uh, some level of uh, protection, whether it be against, you know, just the, the, the evilness that's out there in the world or them from themselves or in the way that they interact with our children. So they're going to get that from me. You know what I mean? So I, I just don't understand that because this is a child child didn't actually be here. The child is both of our responsibility to take care of. So um, I I just felt like that there was a need for this stuff to be talked about and this information to be out there because the question is always, how is this possible? Well, let's look at the legal aspect of it. How is it possible that I can be made to pay child support with no legal evidence saying that I am the child's father? Well, prima facie, hey, this woman said that you're the child's father. They presented the case to us. It's fact based off of that. And so let me give you the definition of that again for those of you who may be late or don't know what prima facie is. Based off the first impression, accepted as correct until proven otherwise. So basically you are guilty until you can prove that you are innocent. When we talk about getting lawyers involved, great. You need to have lawyers involved. But understand this, under the lawyer's oath of... Uh, oath of office, their responsibility is to the state. So they're going to do, they're going to advise you what is best for you, but also what is best interest, what is the best interest of the state. And that's going to come first, which is why in family court, they want to know where you stand at on this child support. What's the child support order look like? Are you up to date? Have you paid? Do you have any arrears? This is all the stuff that needs to be getting taken care of. And if you do not pay in a timely manner, let's talk about the other way you are going to fund the state, you will fund it through the jail system because they will lock your ass up for not paying your child support. So, you know, that's something to take in, in, into mind. And and ladies, just understand, man, give, give us some grace because one of the things uh, I do is that I look at it from both, from both sides. And fellas, it is not, it's the game is not fair. By no means is it fair. That's something that we have to deal with. You can either take it on the chin or you can do what you can to make it fair. And basically, you're going to have to get your money up. Is that the right answer? No, it's not the right answer. 
is for us to go with these politicians, go with these elected officials and say, hey, these are the issues that we see and we need to have them fixed. Um, one of the great things, hey, like I said, I don't get involved in, in politics because not, and I'll say this, not all politicians are bad, not all politicians are good. Uh, I'm not a fan of Ron DeSantis, but one of the things I do like that he did was the whole alimony thing, because I just don't understand how a relationship is over and someone is responsible for paying another individual for the rest of their life. And it's over because Florida had the, the, the law for lifetime alimony. I don't see where alimony should be given longer than 24 months. If in a relationship and, and it ends, let's just say you didn't work. Yes, I should be supporting you for two years. If after two years you can't get your max three, but I definitely don't see it being anything above 24 months. But hey, some cases are different. Maybe you need an extra year for whatever reason. But if you can't get it together within 24 months or find a job within that time frame, something is wrong. So there's a there's a problem there. Now, we as an as adults, when faced with new information, uh, we reserve the right to change our minds. So this is how I feel. If someone hears this and can give me a substantial rebuttal to make me change my mind, cool. I'll be looking forward to that. But from but from where I stand, I just can't see anything needed beyond 24 months with an exception to say 36 months of uh of alimony. So that that's my take on that. Uh yeah. So like I said, man, these, these are some alarming statistics. I want to say I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, it was great having this conversation. I hope the information that I gave you guys is informative. Uh, make sure you check me out on Facebook. Uh, so on Facebook, you can find me at joe.fleetwood.podcast. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube. Same thing, joe.fleetwood.podcast on YouTube. And I'm on all the podcasting platforms, Google, Amazon, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Tune in, check us out. You can also check me out at joefleetwood.net. I got some stuff on there, some uh, cool gear, coffee mugs, hoodies, hats, sweatshirts, things of that nature. So I appreciate all the support. Um, yeah. And tune in next time. We'll see who we have on the show. And uh, also hit me up at joe at joefleetwood.net if you have any topics you'd like to talk about or if you just have any questions or comments uh, or even information you'd like to pass on to me regarding today's podcast I would greatly appreciate it and once again thank you guys uh, Joe Fleetwood out thank you thank you <laughs>